Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ed's Ed Redemption, where it's always morning, even in the afternoon. I am your host, Jay Edgar, and I am joined once again, after a little bit of Atlanta traffic again today, by the wonderful Katie Zed. Katie, I well, it sounds like uh, you're not having a great day today. I was going great until a few minutes ago. My uh, my air conditioner's not working, and it's hot as heck in here. Oh. Um, but I'm here, and I made it in time. In the nick of time, I would not let you down, Ed. <laughs> uh, do you have a uh, Do you have central air? Or I do. That's what's not working. So okay. I have this lovely um, portable air conditioner that Mr. Zeb threw in here for me real quick and I will turn it, it's very loud, so I'll turn it on in between um, while you're reading live chats or something. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I remember, because I've been to your house before, I think most of our audience knows that, and I remember running like the window air conditioner out of the living room. I didn't know if you guys did or not. We do, but it's very old and we probably need a new one and um, it needs help and now it's just completely dead, so... Yeah, well, if I live closer, I might be able to have a look at it, because I actually know how a lot of that stuff runs, but um, unfortunately, yeah. I live 12 hours away, so... Uh, we... It's only like a three-hour flight, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I suppose I don't have to wear the mask anymore either, so... Mm -hmm. But um, we, uh, we do have a lot to get to today here. Um, not as many topics this time, but um, I would say some denser topics definitely this week. As uh, you guys heard in the one-time, one-week intro music going on here, we have a new Ministry of Truth that has a Policy of Truth. So we're going to be talking just a bit about what's going on with that. That's um, probably going to be one of the, the bigger stories. So we're also going to talk about what spawned this. And, you know, I'm really kind of thinking that this was something that was going on for quite a bit longer than what they were saying off of this. But it's one of those things where... Um, yeah, I mean, government programs don't spring up overnight, but I think that they, the timeline got uh, shifted around because of Elon, but we'll talk just a bit about what's going on with that. Uh, our top story today is going to be the incredible shrinking economy. That's right. Yeah. Instead of a 1.1% growth, we had a shrinkage of about 1.4% this month, so it yeah. is uh, it's going to be something to see, and they're not going to be able to spin this away for very much longer. They're going to keep trying, but they're not going to be able to. I mean, a uh, shrinking economy has not happened in years. So, like, slow growth maybe, shrinking, not so much. That's uh, that's actually not true, because we had one quarter of shrink during the uh, Trump presidency. But during COVID? Yeah, it was quarter three of uh, 2020. Yeah. We, lost, we lost a considerable amount, like 30%. Other than that, yeah, it was a fairly substantial growth throughout the presidency, so. Exactly. Um, the Biden admin is set to come back and rule on the menthol ban in an election year. The FDA, of course, we've talked about this numerous times on this channel before, where they are planning on taking menthol and flavored uh, cigars out of circulation because they're too easy to get kids addicted. And, well, the FDA has been... Balancing and poised on the menthol ruling, and it looks like they're coming up down with something like that here. So we'll talk just a bit about what's happening with that. I wonder which voters they're going for with that menthol thing. <laughs> it can't be the black voters, because that's going to be the one that's going to be uh, most disaffected by that. So exactly. we'll, we'll talk just a bit about that. Um, and 
surprise, surprise, the thing in the Ukraine is still going on. I know we haven't talked about it for quite a while, but uh, we've got some Ukrainian stuff to talk about this week, some uh, some stuff here, and just a reminder of stuff that's going on with there, plus a little bit of surprise stupidity uh, coming to you today, coming a little bit out of NASCAR today. NASCAR is going to be our surprise stupidity, mm-hmm. so we'll talk just a bit about what happened there over on their side, over here on Ed's at Redemption. Thanks for checking us out over on YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all the places that you can go and find. You can check us out in all the links below. You can check us out on demand over on YouTube and over on BitChute.com and Rumble.com as well. And the grand return to the audio platforms. I finally got ourselves back up in there. I We don't have the artwork changed yet because that's on there. But I, I sat there and I balanced on like, okay, do I do this without the artwork and just change the name? Or do I do I just put it up there and hope for the best, or do we wait another week? And I said, nope, we're just going to put it up there because the audio is more important than what the artwork says up there. I did yeah, change the name. Know, how... uh, let me know what you need with that artwork. Little on-air production right now. <laughs> yeah, all I'm going to need, um, because of the way that Twitter handles images, mm-hmm. if I try to take it out of the uh, the Twitter chat that we have, it mm-hmm. makes it as a JPEG underscore small file. Oh, so if you can send it okay. to me on Google Drive instead, the one with yeah. both of our faces on it, Yes. I can get it that way, and it'll be a a regular JPEG instead. I do enjoy doing the artwork, so I will definitely get that to you this week. Okay. Um, One other thing for you before we uh, get into the lightning round is, can you uh, Mm -hmm. check your settings and make sure you're on the right microphone? Because you sound a little muffled like it's a phone call or something. I don't know if you're in the microphone in your headphones or something. I might be. Um, Yeah, go ahead and keep talking. I'll mess with it. I was going to say, do you know how to find that? I do. The yep. arrow up on the Zoom call? Yeah, just make oh, sure yeah. you're coming to the right input here. But other than that, yeah, go check us out on the audio platforms. And I did test it. If uh, if you type in Ed Said Redemption in the search bar on Spotify, it's the first one that comes up. So definitely go check that out. It works. I've checked it out. So if you want to check us out on the audio platform, I put last week's episode up and I put my episode with John talking about the fall of Anakin up as well. So go and check that out in all those places. So, no air conditioning. We're trying to figure out who's got what microphone on here. I think it's time to go start talking about some of the news and see what we can go with from there because, well, what else do we have going on here? Uh, uh, not so much. Oh, there you are. Better? That sounds better. Yes, much better. I think we found what was going on there. Was it? Was that uh, right? Was every, it... <clears throat> it seems like every time I do a solo video, then all my settings get messed up when I come back over here. So I got to <laughs> remember to check that. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, Starting today, a little bit of uh, not news, but uh, maybe a little bit of a foreshadowing for tonight, because tonight, while we're on air, it's actually going to be starting here, but the Met Gala is tonight. And the Daily Wire thinks that they're begging for the pitchforks uh, this year. Really? Uh, Of course, the Met Gala, the, what do they call the... Metropolitan Museum of the Arts Costume Institute draws pop culture's biggest stars to its red carpet. Uh, but this week or this year's uh, theme is Gilded Glamour. Yes, that's right. They're going to be dressing up like the time period when the rich got richer and the poor got poorer. They're just laughing in our face <laughs> at this point. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you're going to see a lot of corsets, a lot of uh, very, very boned uh, gowns, a lot of Mm-hmm. A lot of junk in the trunk that a lot of these uh, celebrities don't actually have. 
yeah. a lot of bustles, a lot of stuff like that. So, but it's just the theme. I mean, Tom Bevan of Real Clear Politics, and Real Clear Politics is not a right leaning site. Uh, Tom Bevan tweets out, "Gilded Glamour, they're begging for the pitchforks, aren't they?" Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, let them eat cake. Like I said, they're laughing in our face at this point. Well, that's what we see off of that. Uh, let's grab one from The Blaze. Uh, speaking of celebrities that are out of touch, the best and worst uh, jokes from the jam-packed White House Correspondents' Dinner, Biden needles Trump and DeSantis. So we'll actually watch some of these videos here. But, um, yeah, we had the Correspondents' Dinner. That was on Saturday, the mm -hmm. same day that CNN Plus uh, died. Bye-bye, CNN Plus. Happy birthday to you. Same day as the anniversary of my birth. Thank yep. you, by the way. Oh, this yeah, showed up on, uh, on my shirt. mailbox. Yep. <laughs> this showed up in my mailbox on uh, Friday, and I decided that I had to go back and wear that as well. So thank you very much for that. But um, You're welcome. Yeah, the, the Correspondence Center was out there, and Biden was more than happy to come out and tell us that, uh, hey, man, um, uh, this is the first time in six years that a president's been at the... At, at the correspondence dinner, but the uh, the Bla uh, Blaze was kind enough to give us some of the clips of both Biden and of Trevor Noah, who was the headliner for this. And well, Trevor Noah, he's been getting kind of base lately. I was a little surprised by some of the jokes that he's telling and getting away with. Yeah, sure he's somebody still, I can't stand him though. I just still can't stand him. <laughs> After this, though, I think somebody at NBC probably had a, went and had a conversation with him after some of the jokes we're going to hear from him here. But um, first, probably. let's listen to the House Plant in Chief. A special thanks to the 42% of you actually applauded. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of Americans with a lower approval rating than I have. <laughs> That's hard to say after what we just saw. This is the first time president attended this dinner in six years. It's understandable. We had a horrible plague, followed by two years of COVID. That's the, the Jimmy Kimmel clapter right there. Oh, he said an orange man joke. Oh, or, 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 or. Why would Trump want to go to this correspondence dinner when all they do is shit on him? And it's not lighthearted like they do with every other president. Every other president, they do lighthearted, good-humored jokes, even with Biden. Although that one Trevor Noah, which I'm sure you'll get to uh, joke, was kind of cutting deep. But yeah. um I have with that Trump, one. it was just one after another after another. I think didn't he attend the first year and then he didn't go back after that? And that I don't believe he did. Just, like I remember, because I think he went the, to the Obama um, one, and that was the last time he went. What was the woman's name? The heavier set woman that was the um, that was in um, Peppermint Patty's job with Trump. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sarah Sanders. Care. Yeah. Uh, they really went after Sarah Huckabee Sanders that one year. I was, I mean, I was even offended by that. And I don't usually get offended by jokes, but they were just mean to her. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't good hearted humor. It was just meanness. Yeah. You know, there's a difference. 
Uh, let's grab one more clip from Biden and we'll go look at some of the Trevor uh, Noah ones. But I'm not worried about the midterms. I'm not worried about them. We may end up with more partisan gridlock, but I'm confident we can work it out during my remaining six years in the presidency. I'm not sure that man has six years left of life. Yeah, really. <laughs> Let's how you talk about the presidency. And folks, I'm not really here to roast the GOP. That's not my style. Besides, there's nothing I can say about the GOP that Kevin McCarthy hasn't already put on tape. <laughs> you know, at the same... At the same time, a lot of people say the Republican Party is too extreme, too divisive, too controlled by one person. They say that's not your father's Republican Party. Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down. Today's Republicans say, tear down Mickey Mouse's house. And pretty soon they'll be storming Cinderella's castle, you can be sure of it. And, uh... I, I, I got to go there with this one, considering the fact that most of your Disney princesses were 14 to 15 at the mm -hmm. time that their movies were shot. I think the only person that would be storming uh, Cinderella's castle would be Mr. Biden himself. Yeah, exactly. Got to give himself a sniff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's uh, do some uh, uh, Trevor Noah's here. Um, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, Jada Yuan made a tweet about this while Trevor Noah was talking, saying, The room is like a horror film. No exits, literally getting trapped between tables, fear of breathing near people. But people are everywhere, creeping sense that you're the only one that know who knows this is insane. Talking about the fact, of course, that this is a super spreader event. Mm -hmm. But this is, I think this is the one that uh, that you were talking about with uh, with Trevor Noah. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. And, and sure. He's not wrong. That's the one I'm thinking that somebody at NBC had a conversation with them about afterwards. Did you notice the audience was like, didn't know if they should laugh or not? They were trying. They're like, yeah. are we allowed to laugh at this? Or, I, you know, they're just such trained puppets. They, they didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, I know. Um, and then the last one, of course, also taking a dig at the Afghanistan withdrawal. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Please be careful leaving tonight. We all know this administration doesn't handle evacuations well. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that one before, but that's <laughs> good. So that was the correspondence dinner, and you know, of course, Biden had to go up and and get his laugh, and they gave him the good medicines, mm -hmm. or they picked up the the fully charged clone, one of the two. I don't know. Something. <laughs> uh, speaking of Democrats that aren't doing normal Democrat things here, Mansion actually cut an ad for a Republican in West Virginia. Uh, brags about blocking the Build Back Better bill. So let's just listen to the ad here and we'll talk about some of the details with that. I've always said if I can't go home and explain it, I can't vote for it. And that's why I oppose Build Back Better. For Alex Mooney and his out-of-state supporters to suggest David McKinley supported Build Back Better is an outright lie. David McKinley has always opposed reckless spending because it doesn't make sense for West Virginia. 
Alex Mooney has proven. He's all about Alex Mooney. But West Virginians know David McKinley is all about us. I'm David McKinley, and I approve this message. He approves this message. <laughs> well, I mean, with a mustache like that, I, I might actually go and vote for him. I think that thing screams authority, doesn't it? I don't know about mustaches. Without a beard, it's kind of weird to me. Oh, well, got a beard with a mustache. Uh, this is for the Republican primary for one of their representative seats, and I mean, yeah, they're they're looking at whether or not they're looking at an establishment Democrat or somebody who is going to be um, more conservative, more fiscally conservative off this. But I know that a lot of people took a, a lot of notice to the fact that Manchin was cutting ads for Republicans. And, you know, given his yeah. track record in voting, I, I can't see that going over well with the party. I mean, he's he's looking to switch sides. He's looking to do something because you don't you don't go into doing stuff like that without having a plan. Like these are not um, checkers players. These guys are playing chess. So some, something's happening. Or look for something in the future, I should say. Uh, from Fox mm -hmm. News, top Honduran official says mass migration to U.S. possible. When Title 42 ends, stresses economic help. <clears throat> Back, I'm going to move a couple things around here in just a sec. But uh, yeah, even Honduras is telling us that, yes, we're going to get another caravan. What do you think about that? Ah, of all the places, I've been to Honduras actually a couple of times, and it's not the nicest place in the world, just saying. I don't want those people here, whether they were from the nicest place in the world. I don't want those people here either, but um, Hondurans are assholes. <laughs> well, and I mean, this is not like you're seeing this from the Blaze or like the Daily Storm or something like that, saying... Another wave of Hondurans is coming. This is actually coming from the Honduran minister who's trying to keep yeah. tax-paying people in his country. So yeah. I don't know the validity of it. I just the source makes me start to think, yeah, this there there this might is, be something to this. It's definitely happening. This is happening. Yeah. And if they don't do something about it now, like like why did they why did he get rid of Title 42 anyway? Like what what was the point of that? Like it was perfectly good. Well, it, it was I expiring. That. It wasn't it wasn't perfectly good. Well, they should have renewed it, but it didn't go far enough. But at least it was something. Yeah. He's just opening the floodgates at this point. What the heck? Well, and the thing with 42 is that it explicitly had to do with COVID. So now that they're the pandemic is over, now they're it's, saying, well, the admin said there was no point to have it anymore in spite of the fact that we need to keep kicking the student loan can down the fucking road. Not only that, they're still they're still like upset that we don't have to wear masks on planes anymore. They're still trying to keep COVID alive. They're they're uh -huh. definitely trying to keep COVID alive, but not this part. Not this this part. No, like, what the hell? Heck, what the heck? <laughs> well, a little bit of a white pill for you after that here, because the Washington Post <laughs> and the same thing on immigration says the border wall Trump called unclimbable is taking a grim toll. The Washington Post reports the trauma of uh, wards of the city's major hospitals. Patients from the border have arrived every day with gruesome injuries, skull fractures, broken vertebrae, and shattered limbs, their lower extremities twisted into deranged angles because they're trying to climb up one side of the border wall with a ladder. They defeated Trump's border wall with a ladder, like we always said they could do with a ladder. 
And then they're falling down to either the deaths or major dismemberments yeah, once they I get out to the say, other side. If they make it just a little bit taller, the problem <laughs> would solve itself. Just saying. And I, I talked about this this morning, too, and I just, I realize I understand that the desperate people that are coming are going to do whatever they can to go make a better life for themselves. But, you know, when you look at a wall like this and say, hey, we can have a ladder and get up to the top there. And then Marco standing next to Juan says, yeah, but we might die coming back down. Uh, these are not chess players. These are checker players. <laughs> They're not thinking three moves ahead. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I, again, I don't know if this is deterring anybody at this point. I know that it's, you know, they're not getting here and walking away from the wall at this point. I can say I'm that. I'm saying, if it was about, if they're breaking legs, if it was probably another 10 or 15 feet taller, it, the problem would just take care of itself. And put concrete on the other side. Just like slab of concrete right on the other side. I don't know if Wojcicki is going to be watching very much this, but <clears throat> we got to move on. Uh, from, I can't believe we're actually reading from this source here, from Jezebel. A little bit of news out of your state and your neighboring state. Mm. Uh, Planned Parenthood has quietly stopped providing abortions in Georgia and Alabama. Wow. From Susan Racunas. The uh, crux of the story is the fact that with all of the services being halted and some of the legislation going through, uh, they are having trouble finding people to perform the abortion. So they're taking the services away temporarily. Good. Very good. If we can save a couple of babies along the way before this kicks back up again i'm all for it every now, single life saved is a win in my book now there are other providers that are going to pick up the slack but i mean the big one the big one is walking away from it so that's what we see coming off of that but yeah i i think i saw you in the chat this morning when i did this this actually dropped my jaw like, I hadn't pre-listened to this before, and I've just, I started hearing this, and I'm just sitting there, like, I couldn't believe what this woman was saying. So, let's listen to this video from Libs of TikTok. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe this, yo. Well, let's listen. Okay. Aborted babies being burned and then used for electricity? I'm sure you... The real answer to that question is nobody really fucking cares, actually. You could bake them, fillet them, fricassee them, barbecue, roast. You could broil them, pan fry them. I do not care. And let's be honest here, if we could burn those suckers for actual, like, lights and power, I feel like we're on to something. You guys are so anti-solar. Here you go. It's a resource we're going to have no matter what. But I mean, really, though, th this this is what you guys are pushing now? They're burning fetuses for fuel? I mean, I, it's better than going into a landfill, though, right? Aborted babies being... I, I did not pre-listen to that this morning. I heard that for the first time with the audience, and I mean, you saw my jaw was hanging open. I mean, can we talk about the head shape, the skull shape of this woman, first of all? Not the one that's on the screen now, the other one. Um, that also, nobody's having sex with that woman. 
No one's having sex for with her, so why does she care about other people's abortions? Like, why does she care that we want to save babies? I don't... It just makes me so angry. It, it just... It's infuriating to hear... It's just... I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. It... I... It's so infuriating that I almost want to cry listening to her say that about human lives. I couldn't believe that. Like like you said, I it didn't register in my brain that somebody could have this kind of a thought. It's crazy. She's insane. Thank uh, God that libs of TikTok did not get canceled or we would never we wouldn't know that these people are out there. We wouldn't know that these monsters are are occupying the same space as us well we would probably still know it we would just have to go find it ourselves mm. i'm not uh, around uh, that <laughs> that area of the internet i don't know what corners of the internet you hang out in but that's not where i'm at uh let's talk a little bit about trump because a judge has rejected a bid so this is a story in a couple parts throughout this week here uh donald trump we talked just a little bit about it last week was called to produce a series of documents to the New York courts that was just happening uh, while we were on air, um, well, the uh, day we were on air last week. He was called to provide documents to, and uh, he was found in contempt of court in New York for not providing specific documents, even though he has documentation of the fact that he doesn't even have the damn documents to begin with. That's all well and good. Well, now they are finding him $10,000 per day that he does not bring the documents forward for failing to answer the subpoena, essentially. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a bit much. And after appeal, uh, the judge rejected it, and yes, he will still be paying $10,000 a day. He is up to $50,000. So what do you think he's going to do? You think he's going to comply? I don't I mean, think he's he has the documents. Of- that's the thing. He's going to run out of money eventually. I, I mean, if he's not just being stubborn, like, how do they, I mean, how do they find somebody? Like, are they just going to take all of his money and then what? He just, he'll just file bankruptcy again, you know? Well, I think the, the point is to try to make sure that he can't, like, he doesn't have the war chest to run for president. I really don't think he's running anyway, so they're just wasting their time. They're terrified of the fact that he might, so. Yeah. Because we'll he'd happens. win. That's why they're yeah. terrified, because he would win. A win for the anti-immigration crowd. A federal judge will temporarily block Biden admin from lifting Title 42. Uh, reading from the USA Today, a federal judge said that he will temporarily block the Biden admin from ending the Trump era of Title 42 policy that expels immigrants from the U.S. borders to avoid the spread of the pinko pox. So they took it to court. The court said, no, you have to keep this in place. As long as you're going to try to keep the COVID fear porn going, mm-hmm. you're going to have Title 42. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be. It's, Title 42 should never go away. Uh, that's what I was just saying a few minutes ago. Like, they're really trying to keep it alive until midterms, at least. Uh, so if they if they want to keep it alive, then this is this is part of it, you know? I actually kind of want it to go away before midterms because I want that uh, that caravan to show up at the border on October 13th while people are filing to the polls. 
I, it needs to be a couple weeks before that because so many people vote early these days. It needs to be like a couple weeks before that. And I mean, just. Well, that's already a couple weeks before the polls. I said October 13th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. That's what needs to happen. If they're really so eager to get rid of this thing, I want it to show up and I want this caravan to show up right before the polls. Yeah. Uh, the people who tell you how to protect yourself from COVID can't even protect themselves from ABC News. Vice President Harris tests positive for COVID-19, but she does not have any symptoms. She was instantly prescribed Paxlovid, something that you and I can't get, unless we're at severe risk. I think it would have been better if she was prescribed ivermectin. Just saying. That would have <laughs> been hilarious. <laughs> something else that you and I can't get, actually, ironically enough, but... Um, yeah, these are the people that are telling you how to protect yourself, and they can't even protect themselves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a quick trip to Mexico, you can get pretty much whatever you want. Here's an interesting one. The Daily Mail reports, and no U.S. outlets reported this, by the way. Uh, Joe's missing millions. Financial records reveal Biden had $5.2 million in unexplained income. As emails show that he paid Hunter's legal bills for one megabucks Chinese deal and was tapped as the big guy to get 10% cut in another. So there's actually email here with an itemized list about this. Plus, they went through with all of his findings. And then, yes, they found out that there are $5.2 million of unexplained income in the Biden's pockets, in the Biden's war chest. Uh, it's because they just got it back from Ukraine where they were laundering mm -hmm. it. Of course. Yeah, that, that could be one side of it. But, I mean, the, the biggest story to me for this is the fact that no mainstream outlets cover this, touch this at all. Of course not. Why would they? Like, we shouldn't be surprised by the way the media acts these. Uh, like, it's the same thing over and over again. It, this is no surprise that it's not covered. Not at all. I know, but still worth looking into. A lot of numbers, like I say, the... They did a very, very good job of documenting how they got to the number of 5.2 million, but not where it came from. So, and the fact that, yeah, we've got the invoice for Hunter's legal bills also provided yeah. by the Daily Mail. So, it's insane. The corruption is so deep. And what I'm wondering is has it always been this way and I just wasn't paying attention, or is it actually worse now? I have no idea. See if we can fly through the rest of these here, because we're already up on the clock. DeSantis has signed a bill creating one of the nation's only election police units. Is it getting warm in there? It's getting warm, yeah. <laughs> um, Ron DeSantis on Monday approved the creation of a new standalone election police force designed to crack down on voter fraud in the nation's third largest state. I don't know about this. What do you mean you don't know? This this one, especially for Florida, like if this was in a, a big time swing state, like mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio, I could say, okay, well let's let's have something here because we've got some questions. But I mean, Florida, really? I mean, Florida has historically been a swing state, so it's not anymore. I mean, it's not anymore. But I wonder if they're worried about that. Uh, I mean. The way I, I just have no faith in the election process at all anymore. So Florida really, in my book, could go either way. I mean, there's states that I think like Kentucky could go either way because 
who the hell knows where they're uh, going to pack the votes in this time. Last time it was in Arizona and Georgia. Who would have thunk that Arizona and Georgia would have went blue? There's no way in heck. Well, there's you know? a lot of migration from California going to both of those states, too, keep in mind. Yeah. You know, some of that migration wound up in your house over Christmas. That's true. Very <laughs> true. But we like that one. We like that migrant. Well, if we would just repeal the 19th Amendment, we wouldn't have to worry about it, would we? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, <laughs> a little bit of news out of South Carolina. Uh, shooting happened outside of a baseball game. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll watch the video off of this. A uh, little bit, we'll talk a little bit about the article for this, but I don't buy this for a second. So, Where is this, Virginia? Uh, South Carolina. Charleston. South Carolina. Charleston. Charleston's lovely this time of year. Uh, reading from WIS 10, Gunfire Interrupts the Youth Baseball Game in South Carolina. Uh, parents' video shows children ducking for cover Monday as gunfire erupted, as we just saw. Uh, witnesses indicated that multiple vehicles pulled into the parking lot where a physical altercation took place, followed by dozens of gunshots. Jacob said several youth uh, baseball games were underway when the incident occurred. The incident tonight had nothing to do with the park. Young athletes, parents, or coaches. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. So that was a lot of fucking bullets. It so was. Either this that was seems more than a than a regular gunfight. Like I've been, I lived in Chicago for twenty three years. I've heard regular gunfights. Mm -hmm. That was a lot. That sounded like a war zone. For nobody to be injured. Like, no injuries reported. Nobody came into the hospital. No suspects. They can't find anybody that was responsible for this. They can't find anything about this with that level of gunfire. I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, and they have no they have no idea who it was. Where There, there was no cameras with um, license plates, numbers, anything like that. Nothing. That's insane. No dash cam, no nothing. And all they have for evidence. And again, with that much gunfire, I mean, you'd yeah. think there, you'd have a blood spot, a blood stain, somebody going into the hospital. But all they see is just little dents uh, and divots in parents' cars. Apparently nobody was shot. And judging, let me look at this a little close. Let me make it big over here. I mean, that's a huge bull. That's fishy. The size of that bullet hole is very fishy. Don't yeah, I mean, once we, once we, yeah, open up and kind of see how big the headlight is versus where that bullet is. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that's what I was looking at. That's a huge... That's like a 223 or 556 or, or even bigger. Like a... that. That's big. That even looks bigger than that to me. 308 maybe? 
or it's um punched out with some sort of heavy equipment and no gunfire actually happened and these kids thought that they were filming some sort of movie i don't know that's that's a lot of rounds for no gunfire happened well no i'm i'm saying if they if they thought they were filming them like like it it could be sound effects or it could be you know what i mean it, if you count it it sounded like there was i was trying to count just now when you're playing it but it sounded as if it was a 10 plus one magazine and then a different gun started going off and i didn't count the second one because it, it got cut off or whatever mm -hmm. but was there three guns at play there or was it just two and who waits till one person is completely done shooting and then starts shooting their gun? There was none going off at the same time, it sounded like. And the whole thing seems very fishy. There, there was some that were going off at the same time. Let's actually listen to this real quick again. The full thing. Okay. No. That was even more. Like, what do they have a drum? Apparently. And yeah, it sounded like in that second volley, there were three or four of them going off at once. But yeah, like you said, the first volley and the last volley are both nothing. Or just That's, one at a time. Yeah, well, it, it sounds as if it's it's something that either has like a 30-round magazine or some sort of drum. Yeah. But, again, nobody was hurt, so either we're talking PSYOP, as was suggested in the chat, or it's just Imperial Stormtroopers that can't hit anything anyway. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some crazy gunfights where no, nobody was hit, like that were actually real, like body cam from cops and stuff, where uh, just by the grace of God, the only person hit was the suspect. So it, it can happen. It's just very unusual. The, yeah. Just the amount of gunfire makes me think that this is fake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a little bit more, just a couple more here. Uh, the New York court throws out congressional maps favoring Democrats. The ever never-ending battle for congressional districts takes a, a good turn in New York this year. Whereas Democrats, who are mostly controlled in Albany by New York City, tried to make a map that very much favored Democrats, and the court said, no, you can't do that. Uh, stalemate within the IRC resulted in a breakdown in the mandatory process for submission of electoral maps in the legislature. The legislature responded by creating and enacting maps in a non-transparent manner, controlled exclusively by the dominant party, doing exactly what they would have done had the 2014 constitutional reforms never passed, because apparently there is a constitutional reform in New York State that does require input from the non-controlling party. Really? I mean, I guess that's a good thing to have. They should probably have that in every state, honestly, to where they're working together because otherwise they get the the district maps get redrawn every time there's a new party in office mm -hmm. um and it's just a never-ending cycle <laughs> well know? it's it's not every time there's a new party in office it's every 10 years because it, it goes with the census but yeah well that's what i mean like if there's a new party in office when the when when the 
the maps are redrawn they just keep redrawing them every time mm-hmm. you know to, to suit their needs and it's not yep. fair in both directions it's not just the democrats doing it the republic the republicans do the same stuff well i'm always impressed by the fact that you know the democrats are not shy about gerrymandering a district in their favor but yeah. cry foul every time a republican does it absolutely the hypocrisy um but it is it's true uh, but, it's all the result of, dude, somebody tried to tell me on Twitter one day that all those weird shaped maps in downstate uh, Illinois are because of Republicans. No, absolutely <laughs> not. That's not why. <laughs> in downstate Illinois. Yeah. Insane. Uh, Biden got a little bit on the news again this week, telling us that the children are yours when they're in the classroom. Uh, reading from the Daily Wire, President Biden repeatedly told teachers gathered at the White House that school children are like yours when they're in the classroom. Let's listen. We always talk about these children. They're not someone else's children. They're our children. And they are the kite strings that literally lift our national ambitions aloft in a literal sense. Think about it. If you got to do one thing to make sure the nation succeeded in the next two generations. What would you do? You'd want, I would say, literally, have the best educated public in the world. Have our students gain confidence enough to know what they can do, to reach in. We have an obligation. We have an obligation to help them teach and reach their potential. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children. And the the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. Oh. You represent a profession. (laughs) You have something to say about that? Bad Biden. No, they're not (laughs) your children. They're not the teacher's children ever. Not at any point. You are taking care of those children for the six or whatever hours they are in your care, keeping them alive and teaching them things. You are, and I'm not talking about just any stuff. You need to be teaching them how to read. You need to be teaching them mathematics, science. That's it. That's it. Whatever the book says, that's what you teach them. Well, apparently according to Biden, they're they're all of our children, so... Come on in and, and give give Uncle Uncle Joey a sniff. I mean, that almost makes me as mad as uh, that that ch- maybe not as mad at that as that chick, but good lord. Um, yeah, Quest, you are right. I'm dying over here. It's so hot. <laughs> uh, Biden says he's not considering fifty thousand dollars in student loan forgiveness. CNBC reports President Biden said Thursday he'll have his answer on student loan forgiveness within a couple weeks. But he is not considering fifty thousand dollars in debt reduction at this time. But he is taking a process in the process of taking a hard look at whether there will be additional debt forgiveness. So there should be zero debt forgiveness. I don't remember if it was here that I went over this or what. But if you sign the papers to take out a loan, you need to pay back that loan. I did not sign up to pay back your student loan. Do not take my tax money and and educate someone else there's no need for that i 
made sure the only education that I got was an education that I got a full ride scholarship for, and I did not go past that. That's why I do not have a bachelor's degree. I have two associate's degrees because that's all I could get a scholarship for because I'm not that smart. So I have two associate's degrees, one in business, one in marketing, and then I stopped going to school and got a dang job because <laughs> I did not want to be in debt for the rest of my life. Why should I be paying for somebody else's education? Yeah, and I've been sympathetic, at least to the interest side of things, but there's no way I'm letting anybody go near the principal off of that. I will die on that hill because you signed up for that principal. We can have a conversation about the interest. Here's, I'm sympathetic to that side, but no, do not thing. touch the principal. The interest... The do not take somebody else's tax money to pay for anything, the principal or the interest or whatever. If the bank is going to forgive the interest and not just not get paid for it, that's fine by me. Do not take somebody else's tax money to pay it. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going with that too. And this, yeah, I'm, I am looking at that on the aspect of making sure the housing market doesn't crash of why we could sit and have the conversation about the interest, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not the principal. That's, you know, you signed on the line for that principal. You did sign for the interest too, but at some yep. point we've got to look and make sure that all of our property isn't worthless and the BlackRock isn't going to buy it up either. So, Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a conversation. I don't know what the end of it is, but uh, the last one, and again, we're taking out of your state because Governor Kemp can't be outdone by Governor DeSantis. DeSantis oh, got his don't say gay bill, so now Governor Kemp is having the don't say black bill. <laughs> CNN reports it, Georgia Governor it, Kemp signs bill into law that limits discussions about race an, in classrooms. It's pronounced with an A at the end. What's that? It's pronounced with an A at the end. The bill of don't, color. Oh. <laughs> Brian Kemp of Georgia. On Thursday, signed several education bills into law, including one banning instruction of divisive concepts pertaining to race in classrooms. Today, we're here to sign legislation that puts our children ahead of partisan agenda that gets parents back in charge of their kids' education, Kemp said during a news conference. Uh, among the bills he signed Thursday was HB 1084, known as the Protect Students First Act. The law defines divisive concepts as, among others, those that teach the United States of America is fundamentally racist, an individual by virtue of his or her race is inherently or consciously racist or oppressive towards individuals of other races. I just think that Kemp didn't want to be outdone by DeSantis. I mean, I'm all for this bill. Like, let's, let's go. <laughs> I'll vote for it. Uh, I, I, I looked at that and I'm like, that's, that's the don't say black bill. <laughs> How can you interpret that as anything else? And it is his state neighbor, too, so... Yeah, exactly. All right. I know you want to turn your air back on Please. for a little bit here. Let let me see what <laughs> these guys are saying. All right. I'm going to mute. Okay. Holy uh, cow, number so two hot. is here and says, oh, hi, everyone. Quest Banning is here. Doing great. Good to see you. Uh, Cloudraiser is here. Hello. Hope is all is well. Thanks, Cloudraiser. I think this is the first time I've seen you in the chat since you subscribed, so thank you for that. Um, let's see. Number two says, no menthol, but free crack pipes for all. Major Victory says, why would they sell cigarettes to kids when they can get high on marijuana and meth? <laughs> Quest Banning says, there's a meth to their madness. MKUltra1953 is here. 
major victory. It says they're asking for a French Revolution. You know, I can open up the full screen off here so we can see the, the hair wave going from that. Uh, Quest says, Biden and the press are raised to the bottom. Major Victory says, don't you feel the unity? <laughs> Major Victory says, but not the newer princesses. He only likes the white kids. Uh, let's see. MK says, Met Gala on Twitter live stream. Looks like a scene from The Fifth Element. Seen that one? No, I have not seen The Fifth Element. Quest Fanning says, Solution, don't climb the wall. Watching the show with the girls for the first time, Ed's voices are cracking up Kate. Well, welcome. You probably shouldn't be watching it with the kid, because I say the F word a lot. I don't. I'm a good girl. I'd like to say hello to the family. <laughs> uh, Quest says, 10000 a day isn't that much in a $10 billion campaign, or $1 billion. Number two says, they never have any symptoms, do they? Suspicious. Mr. Zed is here. Says, quick trip to Mexico and get you whatever you want, including votes. Uh, Dan Murphy, that's a new name here. Says, shrinkflation or inflation. We're all getting ripped off by design. The war and COVID are the perfect excuse. Uh, Dan Murphy also says, you can shove your fucking boosters up your ass. You can shove your fucking boosters up your ass. I'll say it. They want your guns. Welcome, Dan Murphy. MK says, shootings were the norm when I played ball on the south side. Never that many shots. Uh, Mr. Zed says, with that level of gunfire, everyone hits the deck and is not looking at those shooting. Cloudraiser says, yeah, I love how the ump just dipped and left the kids. Oh, wait, that was the catcher. Uh, Mr. Zed said it looks like a 9mm or a 45 ACP. Those would both be bigger than a 22 LR or AR-15, which is 223. Mr. Zed is counting four different armaments. The first one emptied the mag and everyone took cover. Once he had to reload, that's when the return fire happened. Uh, Quest says many modern maps look way more distorted than the original Jerry Salamander. MK says, been hearing a lot of that downstate gerrymandering, too. Illinois residents are retarded. Oh, the math book question. If African-American males are incarcerated at two and a half rates of the whites. MK says, I wish he'd forgive my income tax loan. Mr. Zed says, Biden is worse than the skank wanting to burn your children. Biden wants to corrupt them for life and destroy our country. Uh, pray for Quest Fanning. Shane Hazel 2022 for Georgia. I have my differences with Shane, unfortunately. I like him as a person. I don't like him as a politician. I really like Shane as a person. I think yeah, he's awesome as a person. Better than what we have now. <laughs> Adding things better. Like Kemp is not great. Let's just put it that way. Uh, let's see. Katie's loving that. Good job, Mr. Zed. Talking about the air conditioning. 
Uh, Quest says, Franny is seven. Ed doesn't use daddy words any more than I do. Well, she's younger than my nephew, who I've urged my parents and my sister not to let watch. Because I do say the, well, the daddy words. I'm going to assume my mom's watching, too, because she just sent me a text with the with her HVAC repairman's phone number. So, <laughs> hi, Mom. <laughs> I haven't seen, because uh, we changed, I, when I was up at my parents' this week, and I changed the... Uh, um, the display name on my mom's YouTube. So I haven't seen that in here yet, but. My mom actually asked me to help her get set up so she can chat. Um, she doesn't even have a YouTube account, so I'm going to have hmm. to get her set up with a YouTube account. And then you all can say hi to my mama. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about the incredible shrinking economy here. Is it really bad with the air conditioner on? Not like it was before. I think when it was coming through, I, I think your Yeti is taking care of a lot of the noise now because I don't hear it at this point. I can hear a little distortion off of your voice, but okay. I'm not hearing the background noise like I was hearing off I of think the... When I was standing up, it was blowing like right on it because it's okay. like it's up here. So I think maybe sitting down helped. Well, and remember that uh, when you started, you were picking up off of your, uh, your headphone microphone too. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, my Yeti's pretty good. It has yes. that noise cancellation you yep. know okay good and it's just it does distort your voice a little bit i can hear it in here but it's not as bad like i'll turn I know, it I, off I don't until talk... i can't stand it no you don't have to because i mean we're doing fine off of there okay i mean when it, I, I don't really really take the name of the former co-host but when elaine was in her office and had the air conditioner on again her noise canceling filtered out a lot of the noise but you could gotcha. you could hear a lot more of the buzz in her voice than i can hear in yours uh, chat let us know if it gets if it's unlistenable just let me know and i will i'll deal um mm -hmm. but if it's if you guys can stand it i'm gonna leave it on well we are going to we're going to start with this one here from politico okay. um and politico reports that the biden boom turns into a gdp bust so reading off of this and well you know that you know that if they would have had the growth, we'd have been hearing Biden boom left and right and everywhere. And in fact, I was a little yeah. surprised. The only reason that I even heard about this was the fact that I went looking because they had talked about it on uh, CNBC that the the GDP report was coming out that morning while I was mm -hmm. doing the finance segment segment of Contemporary. And then I realized that I'd been on and off of Twitter while I was at work all day, and I hadn't seen a word about the the GDP for a few hours. I'm like, that's not right. Usually they take What's a victory lap. Even if it was a 0.1% increase, they'd be taking a victory lap and telling us that it's the Biden economy. Mm -hmm. They're fixing exactly. the Trump economy. Well, the reason they didn't say a word is that, as Politico reports, the government said gross domestic product shrank at a 1.4% annualized rate in the first quarter. Uh, reading on, the contraction of the U.S. economy in the first quarter may be more of a political than an economic problem for the White House. The negative news disrupts the admin's narrative that growth is healthy despite decades-high inflation. Even though we all knew that that wasn't the case. Like, we all knew that. Uh, GDP shrank at 1.4% annual rate as strong demand drew a flood of imports. The Commerce Department said on Thursday, well below the 1% growth that economists had expected, the market uh, marked the first quarterly decline in activity since the spring of 2020. I wonder what could have been happening at that point. I don't remember. When the pandemic-related shutdowns triggered a mass layoff that plunged the economy into a brief but deep recession. And now they're trying to tell us that this isn't a big deal. 
What's your take on this? I think that did, did you first of all, did you hear Biden laughing at the correspondence meeting about this? Like about uh I think well, we just that was in the right. yeah. that was in the press room um when he yeah, first found he out about like, this. Yeah, he was laughing about it. Like who the like this is horrible. This is horrible for everyone in the United States that I cannot believe that the left is just pretending like it's not happening. Like, do they not see the price on the gas pump? Do they not see what they're paying for a gallon of milk? Like, they're acting like it's all okay, and it's not okay. This is not normal. This is not okay. Well, they've been able to convince themselves that it's just the re- uh, greedy Republican billionaires that are doing it. Yeah, or Russia. It's Russia's or, or Russia, yeah. Yeah. But actually, I, I can address the Biden thing because I did see that clip once and I couldn't find it again for the show, but from yeah. the way that I understand, because when it was presented to him, he actually believed that the growth fell to 1.4% because it was 6.9% in quarter four of last year. Ugh. So he thought it had just dropped to a 1.4% growth, which would have been better than estimates because they were estimating a 1.1% growth instead of a yeah. 1.4% uh, decline. No, they, this is this is not great. But on the bright side, there's nowhere to go but up. Knock on wood. Um, that it can't. I mean, how much worse could it possibly get at this point? You know. Don't say that, Jesus. Don't say those words. Sorry. Because we're gonna find out. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, though, I really think that that this is the bot. I, this has got to be the bottom. You've got to be. Kidding. Will you stop challenging them? My screen just went black again. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> will you stop challenging these people? I will do my best. Because now that you said that, it is going to get worse. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll hold off on this for just a sec before we actually get into a spirited discussion. And we'll uh, I'll read some statistics while we figure out what's going on with the the black screen because we don't want to cut out in the in the midst of something here, but. Um, let's see. The surprise presents a major messaging challenge for the White House that's grappling with waning consumer confidence. Despite months of strong job gains, no, those are job uh, replacements, not gains, rapid wage increases and declining layoffs. It comes after the GDP grew at a blistering 6.9% pace in the last three months of 2021 and less than a week before the Federal Reserve is expected to accelerate its efforts to raise interest rates to curb inflation. And they're talking, by the way, about... Oh, I think uh, I think everything shut down there. So we're going to lose Katie for just a moment. Um, but I mean, they were talking about the fact that um, where was I going with that? Yeah, they're talking with this being in place, even with the the GDP shrinking, almost going with a three quarter of a percent rate uh, rise in the rate. That is not healthy for anything. But I mean, where else are you going to go except for? down and then back up all right we're gonna grab some more live chat here while we wait and figure out what's going on with mrs zed because well we've got to see what's going on with that uh let's see quest says that's pretty mild by my standards you know that katie mk ultra says it's taken me three years to drop the curse words it's not easy uh, Mr. Zed says, you are good with the AC on, except for the fact that the 
Screen went blank, so we don't know what's going on with that. Life that I'm is here. Uh, let's see. Cupio is here. That's a new name for us here, so welcome, Cupio. Hope you uh, enjoy. Hope you'll stick around. Uh, leftists are absolutely despicable. Well, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll come in here and they'll tell you everything's fine and then go from there. Number two says, Gallon of Milk. Alith and Max says, Hey, Mr. Zed, MK Ultra. Good to see you. Sorry, I'm making dinner. Uh, Cupio says, The globalists are preparing mass starvation for us. That's how much worse it can get. Yeah, and that's that's the problem that I had with what, uh, with what Katie said it, just before she dropped off is how much worse it can get because they will absolutely show us exactly how much worse it'll get. Usually Zoom will kick out by this point. They'll, they'll kick the meeting out and say, hey, you know, you know, we'll be looking at two of me, but uh, I'm not sure what's happening there. Or what's, uh, what's going on? Let me send a message over and figure out if we've got a restart going or what the story is. Um, but looking in on this again, looking and seeing where we go with that, it is um, in the latest Gallup poll, released Wednesday, four and five adults rated current economic conditions as only fair or poor, while more than three quarters of Americans say the economy is getting worse. Uh, the resulting, oh, there we got kicked out. Now there's two of me. Huh. Um, while the um, the resulting economic confidence index has fallen since last July and is not worse than it was in April 2020 at the start of the pandemic. And one of the things that I do, I, I like about seeing something like this is the fact that there are people that are starting to wake up to this, that are starting to figure out, hey, we need to do something different here because this is not working. We need to actually look and see what we can do to make things work because, you know, it, it, this is a problem. And people actually recognize the fact that this is a problem. Uh, voters from both parties will hold President Biden and the Democrats accountable, whether things feel like they're on the right or the wrong track, said Sarah Binder, a political science professor at George Washington University. Uh, slow growth, potentially coupled with high inflation, inevitably makes it harder for the president's party to win elections, Binder said Wednesday before the latest numbers were released. With slim majorities and Biden's popularity sagging, there's a strong risk that Democrats could lose control of both chambers. So, and I mean, looking into this and looking and seeing uh, where it is that we go with this. First and foremost, this is not solely on the feet of Joe Biden. That is the absolute first thing that I can come back and say out of any of this is that this is not on the solely on the feet of Joe Biden. Now, he does have a role in some of this. And that's important to keep in mind and it's important to talk about when we go in and talk about what's happening here is the fact that, yes, there is some role with this administration versus the last. Because one of the first things that Biden did when he came in was try to, um, to try to change regulations and try to, to make a more regulatory state, to try to make it harder for workers to come in and work, try to make it harder for people to get hired to try to, you know, make it more expensive for business leaders to do so. 
with the attempt, of course, to share some of the profits back down with the workers. And as you can see, some of that's not working. And there is the aspect of people not wanting to work as being on top of that as well. They'll continue to sit back and tout the massive uh, low inflation numbers. However, while they're doing that, they're also forgetting about the fact that we still have unemployment one, the, num the workforce participation, which is in, the, in, it's in the tank. And everybody is out there looking. Yes, we're still not to pre-pandemic levels as far as employment goes. We are getting closer. I will get... I will give that to you. And not a lot of these are really good jobs. Partially driving what we're seeing off of this. I mean, we're not seeing things get made in this country. We are converting back out into a service-based uh, service economy. And there's no GDP in a service-based economy. I said the same thing during the uh, Obama State of the Union. I think it was one of his last ones. Let's see, when was that? I know because I was dating that conservative girl at the time who said that her dad didn't even want to watch it because of all the lies that were going to be coming back out of it. But, I mean, yeah, he's sitting here saying that these jobs are not going to come back. Well, you know, when everybody in your country is a computer repairman or a waiter or a waitress or a barista or a banker or a firefighter, yeah, it's nice when, when you have stuff like that going on, but... It doesn't work as well as when you're actually producing something to go back out and export. All right, looks like we have got the co-host back. You're back. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I cannot hear you. Mother of Mary. Oh, I can hear you. Oops, that's not the one I want. Well... Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll play that one by ear until you get your ears back. But yeah, I can hear you. And you are connected to computer audio. Say something. Something. I hear you. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, we thought Dave got this fixed over the weekend. Apparently, whatever he did did not work, so we will continue. It's the same time every Monday. Doesn't it seem like it's the exact same? I mean, I haven't timed it, but it's like three weeks in a row this has happened. It's insane. Now, my monologue is finished here, so I guess my, my first question here is, what, uh, what did you think about the numbers and, and where we go from there? I'm sorry, which numbers? I just had a panic attack for the last... Five minutes, so. <laughs> um, while I was talking, um, while you were trying to figure this back out, I was monologuing about where some of the things uh, come from off of this. And some of this is Biden's fault because oh. one of the first things that he did was re-regulate the industry. Absolutely, this is but Biden's fault. There are external factors to that, too. And it's the same thing with the, sh the incredibly shrinking economy in quarter three of 2020. There was a lot more external factor than what was happening with the presidency at the time. Like what it's, external factors do you think? Um, the type of jobs that are coming back now, and, and I know that Biden will come back and tout the fact that he's filled almost all the jobs that were lost under Trump. And when mm. Trump destroyed the economy, he's gone back and filled all those jobs, but he's not filling the same kind of jobs. No, yeah. 
you know, and I was saying, you know, GDP doesn't, GDP doesn't raise when all of your jobs are waiter, banker, firefighter, computer repair person, even though a computer repair person is a, is a good job, the service jobs don't deal with how we're doing trade across the country, which is where, where our GDP comes from. Also, my question is, are these the same jobs that businesses shut down during COVID? Or are these businesses just opening back up? Or are these actually new job creation? I don't think they are. Like when no. he's talking about the jobs coming back, I don't think they're the jobs. I think they're just the same jobs that that he lost us by shutting down the country during COVID. And the new jobs, like I say, they're coming off in the service sector. They're not going into the manufacturing exactly. sector. Exactly. Yep. So that is, I mean, that's what we're seeing with this. And yes, in spite of the fact that there are external factors and there is still the factor of workforce participation, people not wanting to go back to work or working in a, in a different kind of job and not doing manufacturer. That's yeah. That's still going to play hell on the electoral chances for midterm. I had a conversation with somebody on Friday, um, and what I was, uh, this is a woman who manages a furniture store and she was the store manager and was helping me pick out furniture. And I kind of looked at her like, well, why are you like, shouldn't you be running the store? She can't find employees. And I was telling her that in my husband's business, he can't find employees either. And both businesses are these kind of employees that they're looking for are the you know the college student or the high school student who wants a part-time job like these types of employees mm-hmm. what are they doing and her and i were, were talking she's like i don't know how these people are making money because all of the uh she said she kind of understood it when you know they were getting more for staying at home than they were for actually coming to work she's like i got it then i understood what was happening she's like now i don't understand how are they eating how are they putting gas in their car like how where's this money coming from which is a dang good question i don't know i don't know, I don't how know these the people, answer to that either like they're not going back to work though it's impossible to find employees uh, and i've noticed several businesses around here the arby's was closed at like five o'clock and the sign on the door said that they didn't have any employees to open like a, an arby's like they're normally open to like what nine or ten yeah. it was last was yeah last monday or the monday before after the show i went to go get something to eat and they were closed man i could go for some arby's right now i know it sounds delicious doesn't it yeah it does, it does. <laughs> too bad they don't have any employees i think ours does yeah must be nice <laughs> uh the new york times actually tried to to cover this up which was interesting here uh, I grabbed this one archived, of course, because the New York Times, that gets around their ad blocker, but says the GDP report shows the U.S. economy shrink, masking a broader recovery. And it's just that that little extra in there. It's it, Don't worry, you're masking a broader recovery. Yeah, bullsh- baloney. <laughs> the economy contracted in the first quarter, but underlying measures were solid. The U.S. economy contracted in the first three months of the year, but strong consumer spending and continued business investment suggested that recovery remained resilient, which the business investment, that is something that uh, that really starts to worry me, too, because, mm-hmm. while well, A, number one, with the consumer spending, we're getting a lot of that imported right now, which does not do well for our economy or where that goes, but... Mm-hmm. 
the import market is changing things off of this, but it's, again, people, you, we don't know where they're getting the money from. Exactly. Because people are still buying stuff, but where are they getting the money from? But they're trying. They're trying desperately to come out and say, no, no, this is fine. This is fine. It's not fine. No, it's not. And I even said this too. Like under Obama, when we hit the the bottom of the Great Recession, now Obama managed to have four year, or I'm sorry, eight years, never having three percent GDP growth for a year. Now he had quarters that were good, but he never had a, a year on three percent. Mm -hmm. In a time when in two thousand and nine, in two thousand and ten, it should have been no problem to have a 15% growth quarter and maybe a 10% year. I mean, we yeah. should have been seeing double-digit growth as far down as we were at that time. Absolutely. And this is just I mean, reflective of the same thing. I'm hoping, knock on wood again, but I'm hoping that it it just it's so low right now that it's just going to skyrocket in the coming months or the coming quarters. But, I mean, with... Who's running stuff? Who knows what's going to happen? It's kind of scary when you think about it. And with all the excuses that we're making, we still have one more quarter mm -hmm. for it to go even lower before the midterms. Um, I don't know. Fox was nice enough to come out with a list of things that are becoming more expensive in the great what they're calling the Great American Pay Cut because, I mean... We are making 3% more in wages. I got a fairly substantial pay raise this uh, this year. Yeah, you were telling me about it. That's great. But it does not keep pace on what groceries are costing. No, when the inflation is 8% and you get a 3% raise, you're actually getting a pay cut. Yeah. Like, I don't know what percentage your raise was, but I'm just saying. Like, when I was at my last job, that was my raise, was a 3% raise. And I'm like, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to find another job. <laughs> you know, uh, but they're saying that uh, the groceries were up across the board. Continue expected to continue rising, especially once we get down to the point where the fall is right before the the election during the yeah. harvest, because fertilizer is three to four times the price that it is. I mean, we mm -hmm. are still running off reserves right now from the winter. Do keep that in mind. Yeah, uh, fuel and gas. Uh, not just the gas, the whole car, because of chip shortages and uh, low supply. Mm -hmm. uh, home energy costs, we saw a lot of that go up with the fuel. That's not going to get any better once we start running electricity for the air conditioner. Yeah, this thing I'm sure is eating up a ton of electricity right now. And of course, they go on to say not just heating, but the whole home. Rent prices are up as well, with the average cost of a two-bedroom apartment in February 22. Costing twelve ninety five a month, up nearly two hundred dollars from the eleven hundred dollar average price in February of twenty twenty one, and the average rate for a thirty year fixed hit a twelve year high of five point two percent. Yeah, that's those are insane numbers. Yeah, I don't know what's uh, what's going to happen off of this, but it's not good. I know that I pick up an extra can of spam and an extra bag of rice and an extra pack of seeds every time I go to the store. You got to, especially, you know what? I, I, I mean, we always have extra, like we always are prepared. Not that we're like preppers or whatever, but we're prepared. Mm -hmm. um, but the minute that that 
uh, notice came out. I forget who issued it. Somebody in the government issued it saying, don't stock up, don't yep. buy in bulk. I'm like, uh, sounds like it's time to buy in bulk because why would they be telling us not to? That's insane. And I just actually, because I uh, went out of town over the weekend here, I picked up just my little medicine bag, you know, carry hairbrush, toothpaste, stuff like yeah. that. But that's the same one that I was using when I was down there. And I just found the the marigold seeds that you sent back with me. And oh, I'm looking yeah. at that and I'm looking at all the food there. I'm like, do I really want to have annuals this year, though? Or do I just want to keep growing food? You know what, though? The reason for the marigold seeds, I'll make this quick, but it keeps the um, bugs away from your food. That's why you put marigolds mixed in with all of your food. So any food that you're growing, the the bugs don't like the smell of the marigolds. It's a natural pest control. Oh, I have carnivorous plants. There you go. Well, and you're growing inside, right? Or do you have an outside garden too? They'll be going outside once it's warm enough, but it's still 40 degrees in Wisconsin. Yeah, gross. Put some of those marigolds in some dirt and just, I mean, it doesn't take up very much room. Even if you just have one or two plants, it will keep the bugs uh, from eating your vegetables. Um, let's talk a bit about what happened here with the Ministry of Truth, the, the title card of everything. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that was a, that was a very, very, that's an earworm, the, the opening music that we used this week, the strings version of Policy of Truth. Oh, I didn't recognize the song. Uh, it's a Depeche Mode song from the 80s. Oh, okay. Late 80s, I think. But to hear it uh, in strings like that. So um, I want to talk first just a bit about what was just breaking while we were on air last week. And that is that, yes, Elon Musk has purchased or is on the um, on the fence on the cusp of purchasing Twitter. Now, for a $44 billion deal, that is going to take several months. It looks like, as of right now, the purchase is going to be finalized uh, approximately October of this year. Okay. But we're already starting to see some things change off of this. I mean, my follower count's starting to go back up. I'm starting to see more engagement off of my tweets. I'm telling you what, I don't know if you look, have looked at my Twitter lately, but ever since this announcement has been made, I have been gaining followers like nobody's business. It's crazy. Um, keep in mind, I was banned in December, right around Christmas time. I was mm -hmm. banned and then had very slow growth for a long time. And I've gotten a lot of new followers recently. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know who they are. They're probably all bots, but I'll take them. <laughs> See, and I don't know if they're going to be bots or not, because it does look like like a lot of the big leftoid accounts, mm -hmm. either the celebrities, the politicians, etc. They're losing followers left and right. Well, like, and every now and again, tank I'll click on a random person. They look like real people. They don't look like bots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like when I get new followers, like um, just now, since we've been on air, somebody named Veterans for Liberty followed me. <clears throat> he looks like a real person. Like I think he, I have that one too. Yeah. So the, these are real people. He's had his account since 2018. He's posting memes. Uh He's following and follows a bunch of people I know. This is an actual person. So I don't know if maybe I just am not shadow banned anymore or something like that. People are actually seeing my tweets. 
I think that might be it. Well, I mean, we're starting to see, and I'm starting to see accounts that were banned are coming back. Uh, the yeah. redheaded libertarian is back on her original. Well, I don't think she's tweeting from her original account, but her original account is back. She I don't got know banned. if I follow her. Yeah. Uh, it's Queen Josie is the one that she's using now, the one she's been using for the last year. Josie, let's give her a follow. Queen with a K. K-W-E-E-N-J-O-S-E-I-E. She interacts a lot with Brit. She's been on Tim Pool before. Oh, I see her. Yeah. I will give uh, Queen Josie a follow. Queen Josie, if you're watching, <laughs> give me a follow back. <laughs> Come on, girl. We got to stick together. Um, but, I mean, looking in at, at some of the things that, that go with that, it's... <clears throat> One of the most entertaining parts about this Twitter purchase is seeing the left go through all five stages of grief. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, my favorite part has been the bargaining, but like, let's let's, 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 look at Takei. Takei was a good one for this. All right, show me. (laughs) Takei tweets out, Oh my, maybe I'm missing something, but isn't Twitter an app that has to comply with Apple and Google app rules? On safety and objectionable content. So the hope, of course, being the fact that if Elon doesn't play nice and he doesn't moderate, then, oh, well, Google Play and Apple will just shut down the app. I mean, people will just go to the website on their Chrome or whatever and download it from there. He, what's he think he's stopping? You can't stop Twitter. Come on, George. Well, it's not only that, but I noted too, because when I changed phones, I thought that I was going to lose the Gab app. I put, even though I don't use Gab. You got to have it. I have, I, I do have one, but I don't use it. Yeah. I, I had it on my old, um, my Motorola phone that I had long before I met yeah. you guys. I had it on there and I'm like, okay, well, when I upgrade to the new phone, I'm not going to be able to get it anymore, but I'm going to keep the programming on this Motorola to see, you know, so I can always have the Gab app on a phone. Mm-hmm. And then I went in the app store one day. I can't search and get the app new, but I can mm-hmm. go through my apps and still get it. Oh, that's good. Well, and you can go to gab.com and download it straight from their website, can't you? I, I know don't I've know. done I've that with tried. I don't know with that app, but I know with other apps that they've tried to ban from uh the app store, you could just go on your browser and find it that way. It's a pain in the butt and you know, a lot of people won't do that because it is a pain in the butt, but you can, like, if you really want it. Uh, oh. Here's one. MSNBC mm-hmm. Talent had something to, uh, and I say talent loosely, but had something to say about the purchase. Mm-hmm. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Why does that sound familiar? (laughs) You don't say. That could happen, huh? (laughs) Holy cow, does he not understand the irony just 
spilling out of him right now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't seen Trump on Twitter. Have you? I haven't seen him lately. What happened to him? Like, there's so many, so many Republican candidates that don't have Twitter. Weren't they just trying to ban uh, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene recently? I don't know if she is or not, but I remember them trying to kick her off. Like, her personal this is what banned, has but been her official government one it, uh, is still active. This has been happening for a decade. It's insane. <laughs> but it might happen, though, and we wouldn't know about it until after the election. Weird, right? Yeah, insane. Uh, the net neutrality thing came back because of the absolute panic about this. We're just yeah. taking a victory lap at this point here. Uh, LogicBot3000 tweets out, the absolute panic about Elon Musk buying up Twitter reminds me of the discourse around net neutrality a few years back. Is anyone here paying $14.99 a month to tweet? With a screenshot of a tweet from 13 December of 2017 at 9 a.m., The Real Banksy tweets out Twitter, $14.99 a month, Snapchat, $9.99 a month, YouTube, $19.99 a month, Netflix, $9.99 per movie, Google, $1.99 per search. If you don't want to pay extra for your favorite sites, you need to be supporting hashtag net neutrality. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, those those prices are sure eating me alive. I mean, we're, uh, Banksy said it. They well, they must be happening, right? Yeah. It's insane. I mean, the, how wrong people were about net neutrality is just, it's very comical now. I haven't thought to look you know, to go and look back at it. But yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, Rex Road, 1967 on Twitter. Lisa, who has a handprint with a silhouette of Ukraine and Ukrainian colors on the handprint. <laughs> How's the view of the uh, of the top of your head there? Because if you roll your eyes any harder, you're going to be able to see. I, you know, I sprained my <laughs> eyeball. Sprained my eyeball. <laughs> Uh, Lisa tweets out, in all caps, of course, Elon Musk being sued for racism, hostile workplace, does not make the Twitter great again. It makes all social media run by right-wing radicals. We will not be broken. We will fight back with facts or we will sue Elon Musk for millions in personal suffering. Wow. Well, she's yelling. Caps, she's yelling that at you. <laughs> she's screaming. It, that is the, the definition of a re personality. Well, uh, and I'm, I mean, there's been the, the, the meetings that were leaked of the crying officials over at Twitter, yeah, which were hilarious. Very hilarious. But it's, it's this kind of, it's this kind of discourse that, that people are screaming about that they're, they're so angry about with, when we look at this here, it's the thing that gets me the most about this. And I don't know because I don't listen to a lot of content creation anymore. I don't know if anybody else has touched on this. The fact of how some of these people were heroes until yeah. they did something that, that the, these people don't like. I mean, Elon Musk pioneered electric vehicles. Oh, yeah. They they loved him. It, you could mm -hmm. look back. Recently, they loved him. And what did I say when this whole thing started? Like when he started being demonized, what was the thing I said? And I had just watched Iron Man 2. Elon yeah. Musk is an Iron Man too, and it was the mm -hmm. same thing with the Donald. Yeah, they they were cutting him out. The Donald, anyway, they were cutting him out of 
Home Alone 2, like when it was playing at this past Christmas, like I, just on TV or whatever, they they cut his scene out. Are they going to start doing that with Elon? Well, it's not just that either. I mean, I look at more recent stuff like with Trump here because I was mm-hmm. I was a big fan of the American Top Gear. The one with Adam Carolla in it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I've ever seen the English one or not, the original one, but I've seen the American one. I was a big fan of that. Yeah. And I remember because I was, I you know, I'd seen all everything on History Channel when it was still new. And I remember the one challenge they had out where they all had to go out and pick a luxury car for a mysterious billionaire. Mm-hmm. And they had to go sell their luxury car. So which means they had to go put it through a bunch of tests to see if it was possible for this particular um, billionaire to drive. And they wouldn't say throughout the episode who it was. I know that one of them was because they were all convertibles that mm-hmm. you had to keep be able to keep a wig on while you were driving through. Interesting. And when they get and you know they as they were getting to the end of their journey, they were heading into Manhattan because mm-hmm. they ended up at in the front of Trump Tower. It was Donald. Yeah. They loved Donald. And they now they're did. actually trying to retcon this and say, oh, we never liked him at all. We just, we knew that he was this this bad person all the, the entire time. He had that TV show for years and everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved the Donald. You're fired. you're fired. Remember? Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> and now they're trying to do the same thing with, with Elon, too. It's just, mm-hmm. they're trying to cut him out of there. They're trying to change the history. This is... I mean, this is getting more 1984 than you would want to believe. Or it Animal really Farm. Is. It really is. I haven't read Animal Farm, but I have read 1984. So definitely. But, and going along with that theme, reporting from the Daily Mail, mm-hmm. Biden sets up disinformation board headed by a Russia expert who called Hunter's Laptop a Trump campaign product and said she shudders to think about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. I didn't get any of the video. Oh, I was waiting. I was waiting for the video. <laughs> I wanted to, and I thought about it, and I just, I, as we were getting up onto the, the very mm-hmm. point of start, I'm like, okay, I got to find this, but we got to get set up and everything. And then I didn't think yeah. about it again until now. But I mean, this this woman is crazy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I and I really. I mean, it's just over and over and over again, the the hypocrisy um, of these people. But um, I know you watched the video. I think I saw you watch it earlier on, um, or maybe it was Friday on um, Contemporary. But this woman has crazy eyes, just insane looking, crazy eyed woman. Um, worse than AOC, honestly. And why do they think it's cute to... Like she was singing that song unironically. Like it's not cute. It's not funny. Um, it's scary. It's 1984. It really is. It's 1984. Well, and I guess I'm not as concerned about her herself over the fact that this board even exists. That's the part that bothers me. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, like, like I, I said, it's, that, 19, it's 1984. I knew they were going to put whatever talking head that they wanted into this thing. She was the wrong choice. Let me just get that out there right away. Like she was definitely the wrong choice, but who nobody else would have made this any better. I, I was it's just about whole, to say who, the who's the right choice. There is no there is no right choice. Um but 
she's insane looking. Well, reading here from the Daily Mail, because they, they do talk just a bit about what's going on with this. Uh, mm-hmm. Jankowitz will head the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Board, uh, mm-hmm. Disinformation Governance Board as Executive Director. Politico Playbook reported Wednesday morning. Uh, Homeland yeah. Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas did not disclose any powers that would be granted to the dystopian sounding board, which he has at this point. Soviet sounding. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> uh, I I must have speech impediment of that because it was dystopian sounding. Uh, sounding oh. is what, I, what it says. Either way. Uh, he explained that the board would work to tackle disinformation ahead of the November midterms, particularly in Hispanic communities. And I do think, and I, I've said this before, I think that this was in the works for a while because it takes a long time to set up yeah. a government board. It oh, takes absolutely. a while. The red tape in any government endeavor at all, it uh, I'm sure this has got to have been started in the works since the day Biden took office. Because what are we in month? Uh, when did he take office? It, is, it hasn't even been a year yet, right? Biden? 16 months. Two years. It hasn't been true. Jeez Louise. I have no concept of time or space at all. None. Um, but I'm thinking that this got started, got rolling right away because for them to set this up that, that quick, like this is a new thing. It's there's no way. Well, yeah, there are two major points of origin that I've discovered, but it wasn't this week. I can tell you that it wasn't this week. There was either, like you said, and I had said at Contemporary too, when we talked about this last Thursday, Mm -hmm. that this was either at the very beginning or just now when I'm reading this here, I'm starting to think that they started to do this when Florida launched their conservative Spanish-speaking radio station in South Florida. Oh, I don't know what that, I mean, I don't know anything about that. But yeah, it could be, definitely. Really, we talked about it. That makes sense. We talked we about this, like, it was right when you took over on the show that they launched oh, that. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. We talk about a lot of stuff, though. There's we no do. way I can remember all the stuff, all of the things. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, right at the uh, beginning of the year that, yes, this uh, this new network in, it's, uh, I think it's five or six stations in South Florida that are conservative and Spanish-speaking. There's a lot of Spanish-speaking uh, conservatives in South Florida because they're coming from Cuba. And Cubans from Cuba know that the Democrats' platform is not a good idea because they've lived through it. Well, and not only that, when uh, when you do continue and, and look down this again, it's not, and we've talked about this before too, is the fact that most of these Hispanics that are anywhere in the country are Catholic. Mm-hmm. Abortion Absolutely. doesn't play well with Catholics. Not at all. Abortion is a big no-no in the Catholic Church. It is a mortal sin. Uh, mm-hmm. You go t- straight to H-E double hockey sticks if you have an abortion. Well, f- from the good news of what we've heard so far is that the governments have vowed to eradicate the board if they take power here. Bobert says the Stalin level. The Santos warns you cannot have a ministry of truth in this country, which actually surprises me a little bit. And it would surprise me a little bit if they actually did get rid of this because, I mean, I look back at the, like the, the Bushite, the neocon Mm -hmm. GOP, and they would love to have something like this. Yeah, absolutely. God damn would they love to have something like this. I think this is here to stay no matter what happens in the midterms. I 
I mean, I just don't think that, um, I don't think people are going to put up with this. I just, I mean, I don't, I can't see even just the average Democrat looking at this and thinking that this is a good idea. I just, I, I have friends who are Democrats. And well, they think it's a good idea now because they're battling the, the rush, the big lie, the, the, the Trump big lie and everything, but. You know, one, my biggest thought is, okay, put this into the hands of somebody like Trump. Put That's this government true. program in the hands of somebody like that, or DeSantis, who is the current boogeyman for them. Well, and I mean, are they going to shut down, like when they had that uh, Steele dossier, are they going to shut that down? <laughs> like if that, no. like, But you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it has to go both ways. I don't think it should go either. Like, I just, it's scary. This whole concept is very scary. Friend of the show, Britt, tweeted out, and this was the first instance that I heard of this wording being used, and then it started flooding around Twitter after, like, I saw this right before Contemporary that morning, and then after Twitter, it, the words Ministry of Truth were everywhere. But uh, Britt tweeted out at 7.33 a.m., April 28th, the Biden admin establishing an actual Ministry of Truth was the last square on my bingo card, which means... Brit got a bingo. Bingo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just gone so far that it's it's hard to believe it's real life at this point. Well, and even Musk uh, got uh, in on this here with his the meme that launched a thousand ships <laughs> this past week. Um, Musk tweeted out, let me get this back up here. Uh, reading this here from The Blaze, Musk tweets out that the Democrat Party has been hijacked by extremists. Um, Tim Urban tweets out, so even though the left hasn't moved that far left, as shown by voting results, the left is in a sense being held hostage by their extreme wing, making a lot of people who enthusiastically voted for Obama feeling politically homeless today, mm -hmm. which Elon Musk replied to, said, I strongly supported Obama for president, but today's Democrat Party has been hijacked by extremists. Yeah. Uh, then he goes on with the meme that launched a thousand ships. So let's get that up here. You know, showing, you know, there's Elon just to the left of center with his fellow liberal over there. The conservative all the way over to the right. And according to the meme, uh, the conservatives haven't changed except for the, the lefts have moved left and they're running. Mm -hmm. And now they're all the way over here yelling bigot with Elon in the same place. And the conservatives saying, LOL, while well, Elon is now to the right of center. It's so true. I mean, if when I was younger, I have very similar beliefs. I have gone, you know, I have a few more right-leaning takes, but I would have been considered a Democrat back then. Like, I am for the legalization of um, any kind of drugs, marijuana specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, not that I partake, but I don't think it should be against the law. Like that was a Democrat back then. Yeah. Nowadays, I am so far right, I can't even see the left anymore. <laughs> I know. I'm well aware <laughs> of that. <laughs> That's why you love me. <laughs> 
Well, it is, it, it is interesting to, you know, for me, mostly, mostly I would be considered a libertarian now because I just want to be left the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. But to have the conversations between somebody who just wants to be left alone and somebody who is, to an extent, somewhat right-wing and to an extent authoritarian, I mean, we don't yeah. agree on everything. It's it's not an echo chamber back and forth. That I do think that was one of the problems with mine and Elaine's show is the fact that we did agree on so much. Oh, yeah. We had our it's, disagreements, but it was we, there were more agreements than disagreements in policy. Here's the thing with people on the right. We can disagree and still be friends, and we can have yeah. long discussions about it. I mean, when you were at my house, we had long discussions about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have, I don't agree with 100% of anybody's takes on, on like, I don't even agree with Mr. Zed. Uh, but we... you um you have discussions and you agree to disagree that's Mm -hmm. uh, people on the left if you don't agree 100 percent with them they try to cancel you it's insane so the last one and before we get into uh our last two topics here which i think we'll finish out on these last two and then grab surprise stupidity and grab the chat after that um shatner got this last tweet in on elon musk this week and I'm telling you right now, I'm only doing this because I want to read it the way that I read it in my head when I first saw it, which was because it's Shatner, overacted, and three words at a time. Shatner tweets out, by the way, since it seems to be the latest thing on here, I'm stating that I'm staying on Twitter. Besides, I think Elon Musk is adorbs. Also, full disclosure. I'm trying to pitch Elon to hire me as the face of Twitter. Hashtag dump the bird. To which Elon replies, you will always be my captain. <laughs> That's very cute. They love each other. I I couldn't tell if Shatner was being sarcastic or not off of this. I couldn't tell if there was authenticity, sarcasm, or... I think it's a little of both. I think William Shatner is the type of person who can agree to disagree with somebody and still be friends with them. I really do. Yeah, he is. He, he's definitely one for that. And I mean, yeah, of course, you, you you heard this in his voice. And immediately after Elon Musk tweeted back at him and replied to him, mm-hmm. William Shatner twitched and he looked around and he looked up at the ceiling and he yelled, Uh, So that's what's happening with the Ministry of Truth. I can't believe we've had to come to this point in our lives. Let's talk just a bit about uh, the FDA for a moment. Uh, Because Biden has... Well, let's grab this one here from the Wall Street Journal first. I was going to do the Hill one, but let's do the WSJ one first. Okay. Uh, the Biden admin is adva- uh, set to advance a ban on menthol cigarettes. Uh, the Biden admin on Thursday is expected to take a significant step towards a national ban on menthol cigarettes, advancing a regulatory plan that could sweep from the market more than a third of all cigarettes sold in the U.S. each year. 
The FDA is likely to publish on Thursday proposed rules laying out the details of the plan. According to the people familiar with the matter, the ban would prohibit the sale of menthol cigarettes and all flavored cigars. It wouldn't affect menthol e-cigarettes. I think that this is a great idea because there's no way they're going to win a re-election if they cancel Newports. <laughs> there has been a lot of conversation in that direction. Like that is the place that everybody is going to is who is this going to affect? Now, the Biden admin and the FDA, when they first proposed this back under the Obama administration, because this is from 2014 when all this got mm -hmm. started, mm -hmm. was the fact that with the flavors, like especially when it comes down to um, to cigarettes, the minty flavor of the cigarettes, it was what was keeping kids, getting them more interested, more addicted to this because, you know, in order to smoke the Reds, you had to like the flavor. I have to tell you, when I was a kid, um, uh, mom earmuffs, but when <laughs> I was a kid, I smoked Cool Lights. That was my brand, and it wasn't until I was mid-20s that i decided these are gross what am i doing like why am i smoking cools they're not that cool <laughs> and of course now i vape so hmm. much healthier hey, yeah oh yes much much healthier i was uh i was in on the salems myself because yeah mm -hmm. and i said with this like i don't smoke anymore but when i did it was menthol so biden we're riding here yeah yeah no, but I mean, you cannot, um, like, if you try to bum a cigarette on the west side of Chicago, you're getting a Newport or a Cool. There's no <laughs> other brands that I don't even think they sell other brands there. <laughs> uh, so if they pass this, if they pass this law, or if they pass this, there's no way. Like, people will be pissed. Like, not just a little pissed, like pissed pissed. Yeah. Yeah, I could never get past the flavor of Reds. I couldn't. Like they tasted yeah, gross I to switched, me. Yeah, I switched to Marble Lights uh, until I quit smoking altogether and decided that vaping was healthier. And um, now I just got to, I actually am down to the lowest percentage of nicotine in my vapes. And mm -hmm. the next step is to go to no nicotine. And then I think I can quit. 40 years in the making. <laughs> okay, no, I wasn't smoking at that age. But I was like going to say, that's... 20, maybe like 25 years in the making. <laughs> so, it, I don't know. There's, I know we're running up on the clock here with this, but um, there was this video that came out. Uh, it was a, what was it, North Carolina? Mm -hmm. So it was reporters from New York. Where the, Yeah, it was North Carolina. It was reporters from New York going down to rural North Carolina, which is heavily black by the way, and asking, there, yeah. and asking, okay, what is it the Democrat Party has done to you and done for you? And I mean, the answers were surprising. So let's listen to a little bit of this from NBC News. Okay. With the midterm elections approaching, let's turn to our county to county series highlighting key counties and voter issues. This morning, a look at the problems Democrats are having in rural America. NBC News correspondent Antonia Hilton traveled to Anson County, North Carolina. It's a rural area where many voters, especially young black men, have lost faith in the political system. Antonia, good to have you with us. You know, I think many voters may think of rural America as white America. Obviously, that's not always the case. What did you see when you spent time in Anson County? 
That's right, Joe. Rural America is really so much more diverse than people typically think. And in fact, in a state like North Carolina, many of the rural counties are actually majority minority. And that's the case in Anson County, North Carolina, which is down closer to the border of South Carolina. This is a community that is really rich, beautiful, agricultural. And people there, you know, it's the kind of town where everyone knows each other, grew up around each other's kids, and they kind of pitch out and pitch, step, step up to the plate and help their <clears throat> kids and neighbors. But for years now, people in Anson have been saying that the people who lead them in the state and at the national level have not paid attention to their rural concerns, don't campaign where they are, and they just simply feel like they're not heard. So we spent some time with a group called the New Rural Project down there. They go door to door, and they're really trying to get people civically engaged. They're nonpartisan, and they just want to have conversations and listen. Take a listen to some of the work that they've done on the ground. It may sound like a simple act, but for black residents in rural Anson County, North Carolina, this kind of visit from a civic group is rare. Violence, poverty, just things that can be improved. You know, in Anson County, those young men, black men under 40, turned out at 35 percent in the 2020 general election. And so actually having a chance to have conversation with them and the fact that they really seem to feel, you know, kind of validated to be heard. The group's argument is essentially that having these door to door. I noted too, while like while we're watching that, that yeah. like the Dodge in the background has you know the God front license plate. That's like this is this is way different from like the the more urban black community that you and I are probably both more used to. Me well, I not anymore. To Madison, or I'm sorry, Milwaukee, yeah. and you West Side Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've lived here in Georgia since I was 23 years old, and this is where I, I mean, this obviously exact counties that where I live, but there are many areas that I go to or have been to that this is, this is the area, like this is it. And um, I think people in cities are just so shocked by this. You could see the news reporters shock when they're like oh it's not white america oh, oh my goodness there's yeah. black people there yes there is like you go just a little uh not too far away from me um in cartersville georgia which is like 40 minutes from here and it's a very similar situation um which is actually where uh that dog leia and luke are from so i go there to pick them up and drop them off and um this is the exact sort of area that 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 they live in. So, yeah. And just, I mean, to me, with the with the out-of-touchedness of the Biden admin and the FDA wanting to talk about the menthol cigarettes, especially, mm -hmm. and then now, again, like I said, the, these New York reporters, these NBC reporters that can't believe that this is how people think because, you know, to them, and again, to a person like you or I, where you've experienced West Side Chicago, me, mm -hmm. Milwaukee, where yeah. the entire black community walks in lockstep politically. It's not like that here. They right. don't get it. They don't understand it. I would think that if you would go closer to the uh, the center of Atlanta, it might be a little bit more like what you oh, grew up with. But absolutely, absolutely, yes, yeah. It's very different if you go if you go forty minutes south of here, or if you go forty minutes uh, northwest of here. It's a very different. Uh, it's a very different black community in those two places, 
for sure. Wouldn't like forty minutes northwest? So wouldn't that be like Rome, like Marjor Taylor Green? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Cartersville. The Rome is just uh, or Cartersville is just south of Rome. Yep. Okay. Because I, I guess I was the understanding that was a more rural district in and of itself. It is. Yeah, but there's black people there. Lots of them. But they're they're not like this, like what we just saw. That it's yeah, it's, they it's are. more of an inner city. Okay. I, yeah, I was, no, no, they, that's what I mean. I got they it backwards, are. what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. The the city, the you know, the, the Atlanta black community and the uh, Rome black community are two completely different communities, and they don't agree on anything. The people up north are Christian. They um, they shoot guns. They're, they're rural, you know, but they still smoke menthol cigarettes. So, you know. <laughs> All right, let's do just a little bit of Ukraine because there's some things oh. that we definitely need to go over off of this. Uh, the big right. one. Now, the big one here is this message from our president because they, they are going to be seizing some of the yachts now and trying to sell them for the benefit of the Ukrainian people, for the benefit of the Ukrainian aid funds. So let's first hear the, the speech from the president on how important this is. Let's listen. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah, kleptocracy and klep the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> We're going to see. What was he trying? What was he going for there? I don't like. Usually, I kind of get at least what he's going. What was he trying to say? Kleptocracy. Oh, okay. He should probably stay away from those big words because he can't. He can't. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I just I had to laugh at our. No, no, that was the end of the video. Uh, oh, but that gosh. does go along with the Axios article that goes with it that says the White House is proposing a plan to sell Russian yachts for Ukrainian aid. So, as we mentioned at the beginning of this, the Russians, uh, some of the oligarchs, some of the, the higher-end people, some of the Politburo, if you will, to borrow an old Soviet term, mm -hmm. um, they had some of their assets seized, some of their either high-end homes in other countries. I think the one of them was a sports team. And their yachts, they're being seized by the U.S. government. How do they seize a sports team? Do you turn them into slaves or something? Like, okay, you I, I, used to be a soccer player, but now you're a slave. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how that went. I think it was just a matter of changing ownership at this point and then coming back, and back out and reselling. But that, that kind of goes to the idea. Now they want to go back and sell these yachts and everything. And my first thought is, you know, you guys are standing up so far against the, the big billionaires out there. Who can afford to buy a yacht? Here's the thing. I don't think seizing property from private citizens is good no matter who they are or who's doing it. I think that's ridiculous. Especially if it's a foreign citizen? Yeah. That sounds yeah. so that sounds to me almost like an act of war, doesn't it? It, it sounds it It's I mean it's very 1984. Like we got the Ministry of Truth and now we're just taking private citizens like it's this is the new world order. 
It's a world government, and we're taking your shit, and you are going to eat the bugs, and you're going to live in the pods, and you're going to like it. Well, yeah, and I mean, real, realistically, if they can go seize a yacht from a Russian billionaire, how however few of those exist, what can they do to you and me? Oh, say kiss, kiss your truck goodbye. Like <laughs> you don't, you don't have a truck anymore. I don't have this house anymore. It's just all gone. Like I said, you're going to eat the bugs. You're going to live in the pod. Don't stock up. Don't you dare buy in bulk. Like, it's, <laughs> it, this is insanity right now. It's just complete and utter insanity. Uh, Russia has retaliated against the EU. Uh, Gazprom will be shutting down supply to Poland. Starting on, uh, starting last week, starting on last Friday. Uh, the like, statement was issued Wednesday. I was just going to say this is this whole situation in Ukraine is absolutely ridiculous and I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why we're there, but it's not for any legitimate purpose that has anything to do with the United States. This is what's going on over there is a personal vendetta. Um it's a pers it's personal because of the Bidens and and Clintons and the rest of them involvement in ukraine like they have to protect ukraine because ukraine has dirt on them ukraine knows where the money is being laundered ukraine knows what's happening and that is the perfect transition into the next uh, point that i wanted to get off of this because this week we got the latest bill and we did uh, this was happening i believe while we were on air last week but uh, we've got the latest bill at this point that biden has asked congress for 33 billion dollars in aid to ukraine as the war enters a new phase Oh, my God. Like, they're using our tax money to pay off other people's student loans, and now we're just sending it to Ukraine. Ridiculous. Just use it to build the roads, for goodness sake. I like the roads. Oh, fuck those roads. Fuck those whole-ass I... roads. <laughs> <sighs> to borrow a phrase from a prominent libertarian. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I mean, going off of this, the thing that bothers me about the, the Ukraine payments more than anything else off of that is the fact that it's monthly and it keeps going up. What else goes from transfers monetarily from one person to another and keeps increasing at a regular interval? Loans. I was going to say blackmail, but. Or blackmail. Very true. Do you think there's a possibility that this is, I mean, this is a hush-hush payment? Oh, absolutely. This whole war is a hush-hush payment. That's what I was saying. This whole thing. This whole thing. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm picturing Zelensky out here for a moment. I have information about Hunter and Burisma. Yeah. You, you do what I tell you to. You give me more money every month. Otherwise, I um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Donald Trump get, get information. And what's crazy is we're never going to know the truth. This is one of those things. Like, sometimes you have stuff that's fishy and you're like, well, someday. Someday we'll know the truth. Someday we'll know how many federal agents were at January 6th. Someday. <laughs> this, we're never going to know anything about it. You don't think? I don't think so. No, I think we're going to keep dumping money on them. And by we, I don't mean you and I, I mean 
our leaders, our dear leaders, uh, the most free and fair election, most popular president ever of all times, is just going to keep dumping money on Ukraine and taking it from us. Here's an interesting one for you, speaking of our political leaders here. Now, we've talked about the fact that Biden will never go to Kiev because they consider it to be too dangerous for him. The Secret Service won't let him. Uh, Kamala will go to Poland, but won't go anywhere into the war zone, obviously, for obvious reasons. You know who did visit the Ukraine this uh, this week? In fact, over the weekend on a completely Ooh. unannounced trip. One Nancy Pelosi. I thought she had COVID. No, that was Kamala. No, I swear, didn't didn't Pelosi have COVID just recently too? Oh, she did actually. You're correct. Yeah. And What's she doing getting on ago. an international flight? Within, two, I mean, isn't she supposed to quarantine for two weeks? What happened to that? Is maybe COVID's not real? Could that be? <laughs> it's totally real, Susan. One hundred percent real. Control our lives. Look Control here, Susan. Control our lives more, Susan. Susan knows what's up. Susan knows what's up. You better uh, Pelosi- be careful, Susan. Elon's going to come for you. <laughs> uh, Pelosi leads congressional delegation to meet with Zelensky in Kiev. Uh, it looks like the delegation was um, Pelosi herself, uh, Jason Crow of Colorado, Jim McGovern of Massachusetts, Greg Meeks of New York, and Adam Schiff of California. Uh, the trip is the second major visit from American officials in the span of a week because Blinken and Austin were just over in the Ukraine going and talking about aid and what the options are, what we have here. Every time we bring up Blinken, it reminds me of that uh, Robin Hood movie. When they're uh, I, don't character... seen... I, I don't know that I've seen that one. Wow, a movie I've seen and you haven't? That's insane. Okay, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> But yes, they uh, they had the big delegation there. Uh, apparently, Zelensky only owns one t- uh, one sweatshirt because he's always wearing the same sweatshirt. I uh, noticed. Notably, though, there's no details as to what they discussed. But this of comes right so. after the 33 billion dollar payment that went over or is set to go over there. I guess they haven't approved it yet, but they're it's asking a non dis They discussed a non disclosure agreement. That's what they discussed. Well, I, I do wonder, because I know that there's talk about Schiff and Pelosi having kids with the Burisma thing. Yeah. I've not been able to independently confirm that, but... I Do you really need to? But what have I always said from the beginning, from the time that they went out to install Biden? Mm-hmm. How many other people had their hands in that cookie jar other than just Joe and Hunter? All of them. They all had their hands in the cookie jar. Every single last one of them. And lastly, before we head out of here with surprise stupidity, one other thing to pay attention to with this uh, is the fact that Kinzinger has introduced an authorization to use military force resolution through Congress. Kinzinger, the most notably known Republican who will be losing his district during the Illinois gerrymandering. Uh, Kinzinger of Illinois on Sunday introduced an authorization for use of military force. This this gets so Bushite, it's not even funny. Resolution that, if passed, would authorize President Biden to utilize U.S. forces to defend Ukraine if Russia uses chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons against its neighbors. 
Where have we heard this before? Um, I don't know where. WMDs, you know, the ones that uh, we were told up and down were in Iraq. Oh, Saddam yeah. Saddam Hussein. Uh, Kinzinger announced the joint resolution during an interview with moderator Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation. Asked if he thought it was too soon to be discussing the potential use of force in Ukraine, Kinzinger said, no, I don't. I don't think we need to be using force in Ukraine right now. I just introduced the AUMF, an authorization for the use of military force, giving the president basically congressional leverage for permission to use it if WMDs, nuclear, biological, or chemical, are used in Ukraine, Kinzinger said. Wow. I, I'm almost a little bit afraid that we're about to find WMDs in Russia. I mean... I mean, we already know that he ha- we have them, but... <laughs> of course. Of course, we need to have a... How long was that? 20-year war? To, to look for the weapons of mass destruction. Well, we, we actually do know about Russia's weapons of mass destruction this time. Not chemical or biological, but Russia is sitting on the biggest nuclear stockpile in the world. So um, just a little heads up, my screen went black again, but I'm not going to restart this time. I'm just putting you on the phone because I can still hear you and you can still hear me. Okay. Um, So I'm just putting it up on my phone so I can see what's happening. Okay. This is insane. We got to do something about this, Mr. Zed. (laughs) Well, that's actually all that I have off the news right now, but I do have the surprise stupidity. That's why I want to make sure that, uh, that we've got this here because it is that time of the week. It's time for me to figure out one very, very stupid news article and present it to you. And this one comes from the great sport of NASCAR. Oh, I will not know anything about this. So this is good. I will, I will definitely be surprised by it because I don't pay attention to NASCAR. All right. Well, to read from CBS Sports this week. NASCAR mandates Denny Hamlin take sensitivity training over racially insensitive tweet about Kyle Larson. Is Kyle Larson a black man? I'm sorry, I'm a a driver of color. He's actually half Japanese, which is where all this came from. Uh, NASCAR has informed Denny Hamlin that he must start sensitivity training by the end of the week after posting a tweet on Monday that makes light of a racial stereotype. The tweet was an attempt by Hamlin to make fun of a move Kyle Larson made in the final lap of last week's race at Talladega. Entering the trial. about Asians not being able to drive? (laughs) It actually is, and I have the clip. Entering the trioval, coming into the checkered flag at Talladega, Larson abruptly cut to the outside in an attempt to pass race leader Eric Jones without being clear of Kurt Busch, triggering a car crash that wrecked both the 23XI racing cars that Hamlin owns. A day after the race, Hamlin rebuked Larson's driving by sharing a video that included a clip from the animated TV sitcom Family Guy immediately following the cla- uh, crash. And I have it queued up, so let's watch what that video sound uh, looked like. All right, awesome. From now on, I too will be abstinent. I'll be as untouched as the turn signal in an Asian woman's car. How much signal I need to cut across eight lane? None? I turn now. Good luck, everybody else. (laughs) Holy (laughs) (laughs) cow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I like this. I, I like the laughing ones better than the make me mad ones. Ed. So just keep that in mind. That was hilarious. 
In the clip, Larson's name is labeled over a cutaway gag, in which an Asian woman loudly declares that she is going to cut across multiple lanes of traffic without using her turn signal. Hamlin's use of that gag had racial implications, as Larson is half Japanese, and we just lost my co-host. That's lame. I guess we're going to have to go and tie this up back out of here, but uh, yeah. There you go, Denny Hamlin. Making a social faux pas over the fact of the Asian stereotype. I am glad we were able to get this one in because that, that was good. That was good. All right. Well, let's see what we're going to do to the end of this here. We'll check the live chat and uh, we'll see what happens with that. And we'll see if we can't get Katie back throughout the, uh, the end of the show. All right. What do we got here? Let's uh, let's back up to the uh, where we were. Let's see, where were we? Uh, Cloud Razor uh, MK says sick monologue. Thank you for that. Uh, Cloud Razor said three percent is pretty average. It's just to keep you in line with the average inflation. Basically, it just means you get poorer year over year if you stay at the same job. Uh, Claudia has said all of our new followers are bots. Life to the Max says, can't repeal the 19th without you, Josie. And Josie, has, I mean, she's registered and marked as the red-haired libertarian, but she is fairly conservative in her libertarian side views. Like, she is less of the abolish the police, abolish the border libertarian and more of the just let the government leave us alone. So she's had some cringe takes. She's had some takes that I don't like, but she's had a lot that I do like as well. So Ron Helton says, just listening and watching the weather. Severe storm headed this way. Just finished making some beans, eggs, and salsa. Yum. Uh, there was a tornado watch when I left here on Saturday afternoon, but uh, from what I can see, we didn't get anything here because, well, I left and I came back and everything was still intact. No trees on the ground or anything. Uh, number two says abortion and suicide. Big no-no. So we got Frank Frijoles with the AOC sticker. Mr. Zed says racist. He's going to ban menthol. Uh, Ron says still here. NATO's haven't got me yet. Well, you kind of are in Tornado Alley, so. Uh, Mr. Zed said, what happens when Russia and China and India come after our billionaire's property? Are we going to allow it to happen, or are we going to tell them to pound sand? Well, I believe that once that happens, there's going to be a nuclear weapon so far up the asses of Moscow, Beijing, and New Delhi that they won't know which end is top and which end is bottom. Let me get rid of my double screen here. Uh, number two says, can't make me eat the bugs. Well, I got bad news for you, number two. Cloud Razor says, crickets are pretty good, though. I've never tried. Intentionally. I know what's in some of our food processing, so I accept that. Colsar <laughs> uh, Black says, did the Ministry of Truth approve this channel? No, they're coming for us. We will be the ones that are gone. In fact... With the Ministry of Truth, now the Ministry of Truth doesn't have an actual um, punitive authority. Well, um, oh, I can hear myself. 
Holy shit. Sorry, I was listening on my phone because my computer, um, you know, if y'all want to support me to help me fix my computer, there's a link in the chat. There are links in the chat. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I apologize. I can't believe twice in one night that happened. Uh, did the Ministry of Truth approve this channel, by the way? Yes, absolutely. We have full AOK from the Ministry of Truth. They like everything we're saying here. Everything is 100% correct and definitely the truth. I, I was thinking that they were coming for us, but they don't really have any sort of punitive authority. They are just an advisory board. They advise you to definitely watch this channel, click the like button, and support <laughs> Ed and myself. Uh, Mr. Zed says, you eat peanut butter? How about salads? Uh, talking about the bugs. Oh, there's definitely bugs in peanut butter. Chocolate dip scorpion says cloud razor. <laughs> Number two is putting her head in the sand, though. What I don't know won't hurt me. It's the knowing that bothers me. <laughs> Colasar Black says, use the money to secure our freaking border. Yeah. <laughs> Cloud Razor says, you can't handle the truth. Uh, he has zero information on Hillary, says Mr. Zed. I even forget who we were talking about at the time. I don't know anything about Hillary either. And also, I have not had any suicidal thoughts lately. Just wanted to let everybody know I'm a okay. Uh, number two says Crazy Nance doing the dance. Uh, Colesar Black says Nancy's son has been involved with a lot of the fraudulent in international business thanks to his mom's influence. Very similar to the Hunter situation. Number two says Kinzinger is the worst type of rhino. Yeah, the rhino that's about to lose his job and has nothing to lose. Yeah, that is about the, the worst uh, kind of rhino, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Colesar Black says, Bush so screwed the balance of power in the Middle East. And says, oh, Crimea River. Crimea Probably talking River. about the, uh, uh, the sensitivity training. Yeah. Uh, Gaines actually apparently saw that whole thing. Which I haven't seen a NASCAR race in forever. Ever since they started letting Toyotas in, I really lost interest in it. Because they started changing the rules at the same time. And I didn't like I'll the new rules you. changes. Um, I never really watched NASCAR. But Mr. Zed used to love to watch NASCAR. And the sound of NASCAR on the TV, just the, the, the sound of the cars going around, is very good to nap to on the sofa in my living room. What's really fun about that, um, I know you've heard it on the TV, but um, it's really thrilling to hear in person because I've been to the Milwaukee Mile a few times. I've been to an uh, IndyCar race uh, in Chicago before, and it's too loud for me. I don't like anything that's too loud. So the IndyCars are like extraordinarily loud. Uh, Gain says... That's what Larson did, so the meme was on point. Yeah, I guess apparently that's what he did, was he just shot across, like, I don't need a signal. Which, those cars don't have signals on them anyway, but, like, oh, bye. Number two says double ed. Uh, yeah, Ron Helton what's is, happening. Ron Helton is getting some hail now, and Odin is pitching some Thunderbolts. Oh, Wow. 
So let's say a prayer for Ron Helton and our friends in Oklahoma. Yeah, and usually what's happening in Oklahoma gets here in the next day or two. So we'll see. Ah, hmm. uh, Kolsaris, thanking goodness. Heavy rain, lots of water in the garden and the yard. Yeah, we had that all weekend here. Like, it didn't do anything about rain. I wanted to go outside and smoke a cigar this weekend. and. Hmm. I didn't know you were a cigar connoisseur. The next time you're in town, you uh, Dave can take you to his little cigar shop that he likes to go to. Did you not take a hole off my cigar while I was in your backyard? Um, did I? Yes. Mr. So Zed may have. No, you did too. Everybody did. Oh, maybe I did. Sounds, maybe I was drinking rum that night. I'm not sure, Ed. <laughs> Uh, number two says, yes, the NASCAR nap is the best. India is mm. uh, so much fun. I've never been into open wheel. Even when I was into circuit racing, I was never into open wheel. Yeah. So. And then Ron will get last word and says, tornado just missed us. One possibly on the ground to the east of us. Oh, pray. definitely pray for Ron. Like, ser seriously. Like, I hope everything is okay there, Ron. I hope you keep power and I hope your family is safe. And the chickens, too. Yes. Pray for Ron's chickens. Um, if they're not, just cook them up. <laughs> if they don't fly away. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. I think we're done. So thank you, everybody, who came by and chatted in the live chat, came out and hung out with us, and worked through our technical issues. I know I had a couple of blinks of the internet, too. i got to figure out what's going on with Spectrum. But, I mean, we stayed on for the most part, mm -hmm. and it was only a second at a time here and there. So, we're going to head out of here before Katie's computer restarts again. <laughs> and before Seriously. the show gets out of here, I'm going to go get some dinner, too, because uh, it's time for that. So, thanks, everybody. And if you are just catching us live, or catching us now, catching us at the end, and you want to go back and catch us live, once the processing is done, you can catch us on YouTube. The video will be re-uploaded to BitChute, because that one doesn't have an auto-load yet. It will automatically load back up to Rumble, so you can go check us out over on Rumble on the Rumble channel there. Um, you can check us out on the audio platform once we are back up and running again. And once this processes, I will convert it out to an audio file. It will go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and again, I've tested on Spotify. Ed Zed Redemption is all you need to search, and we are right up there at the top. Still my old picture, but... Um, it's right up there at the top. We'll go ahead and get that fixed this week. So go check us out there. Do check out all the creators on TurnsPageProductions.com, Daily Ignoramus, Breakdown with Birkenhoff, Already Conservative, Porch Boys. Uh, go check out our friend Britt, who is a friend of the show, who will be appearing on the channel once she gets her new program up and running. New surprise program that's going to be joining us at the end. Go check us out for that. And with that, we are going to head out of here. So thanks, everybody, who stuck around. And as I always say, never take the words of bloggers, podcasters, or journalists as gospel. Find all the facts and draw your own conclusions. Katie Zed, lead everybody out of here with some last words, please. I would like to invite everybody to watch The Porch Boys on Friday. I will be on with the boys uh, Friday at 9. And I did upload to my YouTube channel this week, too. So catch me, uh, go back and watch the replay over there. And I hope everybody has a good week. Bye. Take care.